My name is Ethan Porter and I am wrong. About what you may ask, I don't know, but I can guarantee you that I'm wrong about something. Now, for those of you who have the misfortune of knowing me, or the even greater misfortune of getting involved in some sort of discussion or conversation with me, you know that I can be pretty vocal about stuff. My rhetoric is often sharp and dangerous, and more often than not, to myself. So if you came here because you thought it would be both funny and a miracle to see me admit I'm wrong, tough luck. <laughs> what if I'm wrong? I'd like for you all to read aloud to me the title of my presentation. What if you see, when you read it for yourself, the meaning changes. No longer is it what if Ethan Porter is wrong, it is what if I am myself wrong. It becomes introspective. I could have titled the presentation, what if we're wrong, but that would have been less provocative. So, right, wrong, what is there really right or wrong to be about? Well, unlike a certain uh, postmodernist whose name I shall not espouse, Tyler Howitt, I think that there is a world to be right or wrong about. I think there is a world, and we can, ha can and do form beliefs about that world. And what are beliefs? Beliefs are mental states regarding the nature of the world, and they can either be true or false, depending on how well they track reality. Right now, I believe that I'm standing in front of you giving you my what-if talk. And I hope that you all share this belief with me. After all, there's various evidences you could pull from to justify this belief. You can see me, you can hear me. If you came up here, you could touch me. We're all in unity about this belief. Well, yeah. We're all in unity about this belief, but this isn't usually the case. And I'll show you with something I call the believing game. I want to know what you believe. I'm going to go through a couple slides. Raise your hand if you believe in this thing. We'll take a quick poll and we'll look at how this correlates to the 2009 study done of Americans. Ghosts. How do we feel about ghosts? We got some ghost guys in here? Okay. Well, a quarter or just under half of Americans do believe in ghosts. They think that we need the Ghostbusters. Uh, how do we feel about astrology? We got some, oh, okay, you're just, you're just, yeah. All right, yeah, a quarter of Americans believe in astrology. They think that the relative position of the constellation and the Earth's to them somehow dictates how their day is going to turn out. Evolution, this is an interesting one because we actually have a lot of evidence to support this one. I'm glad to see as many hands up as there are. However, more than half of Americans don't believe in evolution, probably because I was taught to spell it this way in church. And then, witches, I think this one's funny. How we, come on, witches. We, yeah, there we go, some witches. All right, I think this one's funny, although maybe kind of sad too. Um, but it really shouldn't surprise us. Uh, we've been killing them for years. We believe that there are witches and that they should die. Uh, we killed 40 to 50 million, or 50,000 of them in medieval Europe. It is what it is. So why don't we all agree? I mean, we all live in the same world, right? If we're objective about that world, our beliefs should kind of congregate. We sh there shouldn't be such a multiplicity of beliefs if we were objective about this world. But clearly there is. So what's going on? Between your ears is the most complex, sophisticated piece of machinery in the known universe. But it's not perfect. It makes mistakes. And these imperfections are biological in nature. Optical illusions are simple examples of these mistakes. And there's a lot more sorts of mistakes our brains can make that are more complicated than this. I only want to talk about two. And in particular, I'm going to talk about belief formation and belief preservation. Now, when I'm dealing with belief formation, I'm talking about something called patternicity. This is just our propensity to look out the world and form associations based on what we observe. And from those associations, we form beliefs. Now, it's easy to see in evolutionary terms why this would evolve. Imagine I'm an early hominid walking through Africa, and I hear a bush rustle. It could just be the wind, or it could be a lion. <laughs> now, 
evolutionarily, it makes sense for me to run and assume that it's a lion. If I'm wrong, I expend energy, sure, but I live to fight another day. If I don't make this association or assumption, I win a Darwin Award. <laughs> but how much patternicity is too much? If I'm constantly forming associations, I can form false beliefs. I can make, I can make assumptions. I can mistake uh, associations or coincidence for causality. And this can lead to false beliefs. I'm going to play a video here of a pigeon, and he's going to be forming a belief, a couple of beliefs, actually. One of them is going to be a false one. Now, it's a pigeon, but trust me, we're really not that much better. So here's a pigeon in a Skinner box. He's got the belief right now that when he presses this button, he's rewarded with food. But what happens when we set a timer to randomly reward him with food? Soon, he'll form an association with whatever he was doing at that time with the, with the reward. And that right there, oh, that, hold on. That right there, that is a belief being formed. That is what a belief being formed looks like. This is now a believing pigeon. He believes that flapping his wings gives him food. He's going to remember the hits, forget the misses, to maintain his belief. This is a superstitious pigeon. <laughs> okay. So we're back to beliefs. Once we form these beliefs, where do they go? What happens with these beliefs? Well, I call it belief tetris. We understand, at least unconsciously, that our beliefs have to make sense. They have to be consistent with one another. They can't violate the rule or the law of non-contradiction. To do this, we employ the crane of bias, as I call it. And we move these beliefs around. We understand that our beliefs, like I said, they need to be consistent. And so what we do is we look for evidence that supports us, and we ignore evidence that we don't like. We play with the blocks that look good and fit into what we, where we want them to fit, and we just ignore the ones that we, that we don't like. An example of this that I like was from a 2004 study in which participants, half described as strong Democrats, half described as strong Republicans, were asked to evaluate uh, videos in which Kerry and Bush clearly contradicted themselves while they were hooked up to an fMRI machine. Now, unsurprisingly, Democrats were more critical of Bush's contradictions and more forgiving of Kerry's and vice versa for the Republicans. There's no surprise there. What was surprising was what the fMRI showed our brains were doing. The dorsolateral prefrontal cortex is an area associated with reasoning, and this area was throttled down. However, the orbital frontal cortex, this is an area generally associated with emotional processing, was on fire, implying that we let go of reason in favor of emotion. And what's even more concerning is that once we arrived at a conclusion, the ventral striatum, an area typically associated with reward, was activated, implying that we were given a biochemical reward, probably dopamine, for maintaining our current belief set. Yeah, so beware. Our beliefs, we don't individually analyze each individual belief or new belief or set of evidence. We have put way too much work in erecting our current set of beliefs. We've spent a lot of time and energy building them, and we want to keep them the way that they are. That scares the crap out of me. Okay? Now, we're operating, in, I want to tie all this together. We're operating under the assumption that there is a world. I can form beliefs about the world, and those beliefs can be right or wrong. I have demonstrated that there exists a multiplicity of beliefs, and that we can't all be right. If you are like me, and you value truth the way that I value truth, that I, want, I care and want that my beliefs to follow truth, we need to all step back and ask ourselves, 
What if I'm wrong?